Hey, Peaches. Hi, Peaches. Welcome to Let's Talk Peaches, the podcast. We're your hosts, Nicole and Lindsay. Let's Talk Peaches is a community where all humans come to have raw, authentic, open, and respectful conversations about various topics. Nothing is off the table. All topics are welcome. Get ready to dive in and explore the uplifting as well as the extremely uncomfortable. Be sure to come back and check us out every week. We put out new episodes every Monday. If you're new, thank you so much for tuning in and welcome. And if you're a returning peach, thank you so much for tuning back in. We appreciate that so much. We appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, we appreciate So much appreciation. All right, let's dive into the episode. Hey, Peaches. Welcome back to another episode of Let's Talk Peaches, the podcast. Hi, Peaches. Happy Monday. Happy first week of spring. Oh, my gosh. Yes. And I hope everybody got a nice little taste of some warm weather uh, this, this, this past, past weekend. weekend. And yeah. We continue to get warmer and warmer yeah, we on just, the East Coast over here, at least. We just got back from a nice little park hang outside. The sun is beaming. I think I got a little sun kissed on my cheeks. <laughs> I am ready for this warm weather. I'm ready. I'm ready to have a little more, like... Just, just variation like, well, in my day. Yeah, yeah. You know? Being able to go outside and absolutely so bunkered. Um, I also yeah. think I something that we didn't mention last week that I just want to pay a little tribute to, just mm-hmm. give a little space for, is that, I mean, we've all, we all know this, but it's been a year. It's been a year since the world oh, went yeah, into lockdown. And we just didn't mention it on the podcast yet. And I just want to commend everyone for getting through this year. Commend ourselves, Lindsay, you and I, for taking on what has been a massive change in the world, in our lives. Yeah, and there's been so much that has happened this year. So much change, so much tragedy, you know, uh, so and, much growth. You know, obviously within the pandemic, but even just outside of the pandemic, in our I mean, personal lives, in yeah. our careers. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm talking, yes, I agree. Like, yes, personally, that's all, everything, I, trauma. Hundred, hundred but also <laughs> the world. Yeah, but also, of course, the world. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just... It's just wild that it's been a year and I can I can I think back to I think back to the the day before we came home uh, from New York and I don't know if we ever told this story but I'm just going to tell it really really quick mm. the day before we came home from for the pandemic we were in New York City it was my first day working from home and I was in our apartment and I had the news on all day and it really freaked me the fuck out mm-hmm. just all of these people walking around in hazmat suits they had mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. on the news in Italy saying right. like right. it's coming for you Lindsay gets home from work and she's like okay so we just all my whole company just went remote maybe we should head home for a little bit and I was like okay we should really pack up we should pack because but that's always, I think we're gonna, but that's always Nicole. Nicole's like an overpacker. An overpacker, yeah. I was I had said I think we're going to be home for quite a bit of time. I think that we should go ham and bring home a bunch of clothes. Lynn said, "No, no, no, it's fine. We'll be home for like maybe 2 weeks and a month maximum." And we what we're not going to be doing anything. So we all we both we just, went home. We just about, brought a bunch of like two pairs of sweatpants each and, and some sweaters and a couple t-shirts and that was it and that's what we survived on for a while <laughs> we did lots of laundry and i will never let you live it down that you were the reason why we had no clothes whatever we got a few new things and then we ended up moving out and we had all of our stuff here. yeah it was fine but we, we lived a minimalistic life and it was for the better yeah so anyways pat on the back to you you at home. every single person that has made it through this year it has been wild and we celebrate you celebrate yourself yes um and another thing i think we need to touch on is oh yes the events that mm-hmm. happened this week 100 uh super 
it's like just so disappointing that we keep ending up here all of the time. Mm-hmm. And I, it's just perspective is such a powerful thing. Hate is a powerful thing. Um, and we need to be educating ourselves. If you, you know, I also want to say if you don't quite understand um, why things are so tragic or why things are so, if, if, if you feel like this is something that's blown out of proportion, take a beat. Take a beat. Ask yourself why, like where you stand in all of that. And also just like openly read. Mm-hmm. Start start reading and or watching on YouTube. Um, take, empower yourself to educate yourself. Mm-hmm. I think we can kind of get into that. Well, can someone ex- please explain it to me? Because I don't understand. Um, but I want to. And like that's a good place to start. But also empower yourself to go out into the world and by go out into the world I mean like open your laptop mm-hmm. and start reading start reading and start uh, honestly start there are so many people that are so courageously vulnerable on Instagram on TikTok and they're they're talking about how they're feeling and why they're feeling this way yeah um right now Asian women are ha- like so many of them are being so vulnerable online and talking about and you know just to see that emotion it's like these people are feeling this and if you don't understand why listen you know I just really if I really encourage people to take control of their education mm-hmm. and I education feels like a boring word and I wish there was kind of a more I don't know a better branding a for better it. branding for it yeah but it is it's just learning more information is power and the more self-aware you are and by self-aware I almost like it it has to go past yourself you have to try and be aware of other people like it's not self-awareness maybe it's it's self-awareness it's awareness it's awareness but it's like self-awareness in the sense of i understand how my, how actions. my actions affect other people i understand how my thought process is not the only way like yeah the way that my mind processes things mm-hmm. the way that the world affects me mm-hmm. is different than how it affects another person mm-hmm. Let's be open and let's support people. Let's support the, I just, it's like absolutely terrible. There's no, yeah. there's no way to, you know, do you have anything? Well, I also think it's important to, oh yeah, to vocalize we stand with the Asian, Asian American and Pacific Islander communities. We support you. If there's anything, you know, if, if you ever need anything, Lindsay and I are here to support you in however way possible. Yeah. Um, that being said, don't wait to be asked for help. You know, yeah. go out and help. But but also, if there's anything anyone specifically needs, feel free yeah. to ask us. You you're, know, you're valuable, you. you're important, and we stand with you, and we are... You're heard. Yeah. And... We hear you. I can't imagine the pain. No. So, it's N- sad. And the fear. Yep. Like... Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, so that's all that we'll say on that. And we have so much love and support for every human being in the world. Mm-hmm. And with that said, let's move on to let's talk about sex. Let's positivity. talk about sex positivity and loving yourself, loving and empowering your sexuality, mm-hmm. your experiences. We had such a great chat. 
with Cass and Emma from the Honey Do Me podcast. Mm-hmm. They are just... They're so fun. They're such fun. They're great energy. Good energy. And yeah, I... We I, highly recommend that you go check out their, their podcast. podcast. Yeah, Honey they have Do some Me really, podcast. They have some really fun... Uh, fun amazing guests fun content they do they they are vulnerable every single time mm-hmm. and they ask the questions that you're like oh okay yeah I, I i did i did wonder that yeah 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 uh, thank you for asking so we're really excited to just dive in and talk about sex positivity i yeah. think it's like it's just a fun you know gal talk yeah girl talk. we we definitely you know this is a little bit more of an intimate conversation so you know if you're any family members friends co-workers out there you know Maybe this one isn't for you, you know, <laughs> if, if you don't want to go there. You know, it is out there. Proceed so with caution. Proceed with caution. If you don't want to view us in that light, this is not the episode for you. But if not, we welcome it. You know, no shame. No shame. We talk about that a lot. Um, but, yeah. So we'll just with queue that, up. We'll queue up Cats and Emma. Enjoy. Enjoy the, the episode, Peaches. Yeah. BRB. Okay, Peaches, we have Cass and Emma here from Honey Do Me Podcast. Hello. Hello. Hi. Excited to be here. We're so excited. <laughs> yes. And do you guys want to just say, like, this is Emma, this is Cass, for, so we, everyone's acquainted with your voices? Yes. Yeah. Our voices start to sound pretty similar, so that might not help too much, but I'm Cass. And I'm, yeah, I'm Emma. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Um, and we like to start off by asking, like, what's up, Peach? How's your day going? Mm-hmm. How's your week going? How's how's life? Okay. Well, I mean, I just showed you guys too before this, but my morning's going well. Um, starting it with a white claw <laughs> that Cass dropped on my lap, replaced my coffee with, actually put my coffee away and gave me a white claw. So my morning's going pretty well. <laughs> I'm a really supportive friend. Yeah. So I'm, I'm just with that. Yeah. always here to make me tipsy and happy. Yeah. <laughs> but it's Sunday and I'm a happy woman. Yeah. So. We're doing good. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Do you want to talk about who you are, what, what your deal is? Yeah. And who, <laughs> maybe a little, a little bit intro about the podcast, who you guys are. Yeah. What's your deal, yeah. Cass? You go first. <laughs> I'll start with my deal. So like I said, I'm Cass and we are the hosts of Honey Do Me podcast. So we talk about sex, bodies, self-love, all of it, mostly sex, really sexual. <laughs> we started it because we have no idea what we're doing, but we know that we are comfortable oversharing and we're comfortable asking questions that people aren't normally <laughs> comfortable asking. And that's just kind of how it started right. for us. We are so passionate about people having good sex, sex. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> about people feeling good in their bodies, about having no shame. So that's kind of our deal. Yeah. That, I mean, you couldn't have said it better. That's why I let her talk. She always introduces our podcast really well. So I just let her say it. And I say, yeah, at the end. Uh, yeah. Seconded. <laughs> and we've been best friends. <laughs> we've been best friends since college. We met, I don't know, third year, second year. One of the years. One of the years. Very quickly mm-hmm. started talking about sex. <laughs> we met in a sex class. Yeah. A, se- a sex class. Oh, really? Yeah. Since then, we have taken actual sex classes, but yeah. Yeah. So that was really fun. And then I would pass her really funny, dirty notes throughout class and be mm-hmm. like, isn't that funny what our teacher just said about like butt stuff? And then she would like roll her eyes and be like, stop talking to the teacher's talking. But then we <laughs> became very studious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But then we became really great friends. And We've all had that to- friend. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. I wasn't bored. I just wanted to spice it up. So I just wanted you to laugh with me. But yeah. 
anyway. Well, here we are. And then here we are. <laughs> cute, cute, cute. What was the sex class that you guys were taking? Taking in college. Yeah. Psychology of, of sexuality. sexuality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, I love that. Yeah. That it was, was so interesting. We loved our professor and it was just all about the human body and sexuality and the ways that it's just like, you, you're not taught about it. And then we got to learn about it in college, which I mm-hmm. thought was so freaking cool. And a whole textbook on it. Like there's textbooks out there. Yeah. With really great visuals. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But no, it was, it was awesome. It was a super cool class. Do you guys use that, that background knowledge when you do your podcast? <laughs> we go into our episodes with a very open mind and yeah. clean slate, I think is how mm-hmm. we would phrase it. Yeah, yeah. We really just try and ask the most basic questions from like start to finish and get super, super detailed because yes, we took that class. I, I tried to take every sex class I could in college. I also took like a sex ed class, like how to teach sex <laughs> mm-hmm. ed to like elementary school. <laughs> you did? I did. Oh my God. Um, I really tried to take everything that I could, but I don't know. I don't think we come in with a lot of not of background. <laughs> <laughs> No, I think we use, you know, what sparked us when we were in college to really get to the root of it. Like we always have to come back to like, we're here because we literally have no idea and we just want to keep learning more. So that's, I guess we kind of use it as a cornerstone of needing to learn more. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, we are, we start very basic and then let our combos kind of go off from there. Because we are very basic <laughs> in our knowledge. So that's where we need in to a lot start. Of ways. Yeah. <laughs> so I think maybe a good place to start is how do you guys define sex and define sex positivity? So <laughs> I feel like defining sex is so subjective. So for me, sex is any time that I feel like my emotions and you know, are really being put out there and being, I'm being vulnerable. So yeah, usually sex to me means the penetrative version, (laughs) but it also, it could just mean so Mm -hmm. much. It doesn't have to just be limited to one type of sex or one type of like penetrative action. It's anything to me. Sex is very emotional. And so it's anytime that I feel like my emotions are really out there on the line for someone. And I am just like kind of giving into that with someone else. And I think that can change for anyone. It can be, it can mean anything to anyone because that limit is just, the limit does, the not, limit exist. does not exist. Yeah. <laughs> yes, mean girls. Mean girls, folks. Yeah. So I would think sex positivity is just, it's about just being okay with the messy, the good, the, the happy, the sad, everything, and just talking about it, educating yourself, being willing to talk about it with someone else or, you know, not shaming people for where they're at or where they've been or how little or how much they want. It's just, it's a beautiful journey that I think I'm definitely still on, but sex to me is just being so vulnerable in a moment with someone Mm -hmm. and just wanting to be right there with them and being supportive. So it's a, it's like an art (laughs) mosaic of things. (laughs) Um, And it's just kind of keeps, my definition keeps getting bigger and bigger as we do this podcast. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. That was beautiful. <laughs> was it because it's messy? <laughs> it's all messy. It's yeah. all a part it's of all it. It's all messy. Yeah. I would say that for me, well, I think as a society, we define sex really heteronormatively and really narrowly. Yeah. I came into all of this thinking that sex really was just a right. penis penetrating a vagina, and that's kind of it. Yeah. And the more that we've talked to people, the more that we've learned, the more open we've been, the more 
expanded my definition has become like oral sex is sex hand sex is sex Mm -hmm. foreplay is sex all of it is sex and for me that positivity piece really comes from letting go of the shame around any of that Mm -hmm. I say this to my partner all the time like my biggest goal for our kids which we don't have kids yet (laughs) in the future (laughs) my biggest goal for them is that they have no shame like that's literally all I want Mm -hmm. for my children and that's all I want for myself as well and for Emma for you guys for everyone (laughs) I just want them to have no shame and so that's what sex positivity really means for me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. do you guys do you guys know of Brene Brown yes <laughs> yeah we love her <laughs> oh my god well Sorry. she does falling down on <laughs> Emma get out <laughs> <laughs> Emma get out but she does all of this uh like researching and book writing and she's just like a researcher on shame and how to get rid of it and shame what it does to us and how powerful it can be and how it's like not an effective form of change mm-hmm. I love her I'm a huge fan but mm-hmm. I love I love that <laughs> I agree I think that the first thing that I learned with Brene, and I did learn this from Brene Brown, was when we don't talk about it, it automatically creates a wall of shame. Like, oh, I can't be talking about mm-hmm. it because, and I can't talk about it because, and then I feel because it's, it's something I should be embarrassed about or something. And that is something that we all kind of, I, I would say, I would say, and this is assumptions, but like, we don't talk about sex. Like, you don't talk about it really with your parents. You don't talk about it. Even bring it up to your friends. Sometimes it's like, okay, mm-hmm. can we go there? Are we going to, are we good to go there? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It can be something that somebody wants to keep private, but that should be more like for you. That's something that you choose to have private versus versus like, if you want to talk about it, Mm -hmm. you should be able to. People should be able to freely share Mm -hmm. as much as they want or whatever, or keep it private if you want to, but it shouldn't, it should always be like a a choice, a Mm -hmm. personal choice for you, not because you feel like you have to do it. And speaking of sharing and like doing, how is it having a podcast like this with moms and dads and oh yeah, that's so <laughs> families that <laughs> you guys want to so listen bold. and support so you. bold, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna use unbold. That's what we yeah. are. <laughs> it's, it's a it's a lot. So my dad is actually a part of the graphic design. He helps us out a little bit. A lot. So a lot of it. Oh, yeah. Wow. Um, which is great. A true angel. <laughs> but poor Greg has to see all the things that we talk about. You know, he doesn't listen. He he refuses to listen or he'll only listen if my mom gives him like the go ahead on like very light podcast episodes. So Which don't really happen anymore. No. So. Yeah. <laughs> so my dad has to see all of our show notes and all of our titles of, you know, like write them cowgirl. Like, <laughs> like um, my, you know it, <laughs> it's it's still a learning curve I'm, I still get embarrassed like some things we'll talk about and we're like oh maybe we should do that when we like feel a little bit more comfortable with our families <laughs> you know hearing this but in the end of the day at the end of the day it's like my family wants me to pursue things that make me really happy and they're like we won't listen if that makes you be better yeah. for your podcast you know like if you will feel more open if you, we don't listen yeah. go for it <laughs> Have I told all my grandmas? No, but <laughs> um, they just think I have a lot of work to do on my laptop sometimes. <laughs> I, mean, I don't have a job, but whatever. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's a learning curve, but my family's known that I've been a little sex perv for a while. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I mean, they're, they're as supportive as they can be right now. <laughs> My mom listens religiously. She loves the podcast. She's so supportive. She's never been more proud of me. I was definitely on a very different track before we started this. I was going to be, I was in graduate school. I was going to be a counselor for like teenage 
people people um (laughs) and then we started this and obviously she was proud of me then but then I decided to leave graduate school and pursue something completely different and she has never been more supportive she Mm -hmm. loves everything that we talk about sometimes she thinks we should go even more in depth because she considers herself an expert on some of the subjects we cover she'll text me things about yeah and be like I have a story for you and then tell me one of her stories (laughs) which I love I love it so much so my mom's always been very open she had me very young so we've always kind of grown up as like Mm -hmm. best friends we really grew up together and she's just always talked about sex with me. She was always the sex positive parent. She was always willing to talk to my friends about it. I had my friend's older sisters reach out to me when we first released the podcast and be like, I remember all the sex advice mm. your mom gave me when we were in high That's school. <laughs> now you're giving sex advice. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. Love that memory. Um, yeah. uh, it's, it's like you're the family legacy. Exactly. I'm <laughs> carrying it on. She passed the torch. My grandparents are also very supportive. My grandpa does not listen and my grandma picks and Mm-hmm. Yeah. episodes to listen to but she's very very supportive and the rest of my family listens as well yeah. my family's very we, we got pretty lucky yeah. for two people who took a tangent and started a sex podcast yeah as far as families go I think we got real lucky mm-hmm. yeah which yeah and I feel like I mean our parents I think our parents actively stopped listening to our podcast just and because we're, and we're not even we're talking, not even talking about, about like we're not talking about you know some sex of our things pe- some in of detail. our peachy cleans like in the episodes <laughs> where we do our own things some of our peachy cleans are a little like yeah sometimes Sometimes they're a little naughty, but like <laughs> our our episodes are not anywhere you know near as near the vulnerable top as as your as, as your you guys podcast. are willing to so with your like, audience. If our parents are like maybe maybe we shouldn't be listening, I was like your parents. I don't or your families. <laughs> well, that leads me to another question. What was it yeah. like to have such a sex positive parent growing up? Do you feel like you had a different view of sex than your friends? Are you happy that you had that? Like, how do you feel? Do you wish that like you're like mom? Sometimes I wish that you would <laughs> dial it back. Dial it back. Like I don't really want to have a conversation with you. Like, what was it like? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would definitely say <laughs> there were times when I didn't want to have those conversations. She is way more bold than I am, which sounds like crazy. Yeah, because you guys were <laughs> telling us we were bold, and I'm like, I'm not bold compared to my mom. <laughs> but I was, yeah, I always had, you know, the sex positive parents. So that was different from my friends. Like, I could always go to my mom. I never lied to my mom about anything. I didn't tell her right off the bat the first time that I had sex, but I told her like a month later. And we talked about it and so she kind of was always aware of what I was doing and I always felt comfortable going to her which I think was great and I think everybody should want that for their children so I think that's super important Mm -hmm. I don't I think I still internalized a lot of beliefs as a result of my friends or society like I still didn't feel super comfortable talking about sex at that point it made me nervous Mm -hmm. it made me uncomfortable but I knew I could go to my mom with it and yeah there were a lot of times when she would talk to me about stuff that I was like mom I wish we wouldn't talk about that (laughs) even now she'll talk about her sex life and I'm like let's tone it down a little bit (laughs) (laughs) overall 10 out of 10 10 10. I I would recommend (laughs) love it as as people who talk about sex all the time on your podcast do you do you feel shame talking about it ever what's your relationship with all of these conversations that you're having in public in the spotlight if you will I would say that I had to work through a little bit of it in the beginning. I mean, yes, I still, I still definitely do. There's still stories I haven't told or, which is surprising, Mm. I'm sure. (laughs) (laughs) There's still things that I feel uncomfortable talking about because of just shame or because I know that I would accept a lot of things, but people like our friends or old family friends listening, it's like, I don't want them to know those things about me. 
So in the beginning, yeah, mm-hmm. it was it was a little difficult. But I think what's been crazy cool is having cast next to me doing it because in our bubble, nothing mm-hmm. feels TMI or Mm-mm. too much or like right. oh, there's yeah. shame around it. Even if there's things that one of us haven't experienced that the other has, it's like, but I totally get where you're coming from. It's like, we still really understand each other. And so I think that bubble for me has really helped me come off. Like I can talk about anything and like that mm-hmm. I don't have shame around things. Mm-hmm. And also the the guests that we've been so fortunate to talk to, nothing phases them. Nothing in my vanilla life would ever phase them. So I could bring up <laughs> literally my most embarrassing story <laughs> and they'd be like, happened to me Tuesday. Let's talk about it. <laughs> oh my God. That's been so just opening. It's just freeing. beautiful, freeing. Yeah. But I still have things. I'm still reserved in some ways. But yeah, it's definitely been different going through it with someone else. So. Mm-hmm. That's been cool. Yeah. Yeah. I would definitely second that. I think, you know, when we're in our little, call it our honey. We call hole. it our honey. Our hole. honey hole. Each spot is way cuter <laughs> yeah. for the record. Yeah. We say honey hole, which yeah. is kind of gross. <laughs> Whatever. Bet, but isn't, it sounds on brand. Yeah. It does sound on brand. <laughs> it is. It's like, oh, that's kind of cute, but it's kind of gross. Kinda so, gross. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of us. So when we're in here and it's us or we're talking to our guests, it feels so safe. Like, I really, yeah, I'm not sure there's anything I don't feel comfortable saying at this point. In the beginning, was that the case? No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But what I've learned is that just starting and just saying things that you do feel a little uncomfortable saying or a lot uncomfortable saying, the second you start, it gets easier and easier and easier. Mm-hmm. And now I say things I definitely shouldn't around people I definitely shouldn't. <laughs> In situations yeah. I definitely shouldn't. Yeah. Because to me, it's so just normal. It's like, Oh, mm-hmm. we're not supposed to talk about anal right now? <laughs> like, what? I'm Why? sorry. Yeah. With my partner, I'll go from literally what we're having to dinner to, oh, I have to, like, try out this new butt plug tonight. <laughs> That's our conversation now. Mm-hmm. And it's so normal. And mm-hmm. I feel so grateful for that because I did used to have shame around a lot of things. Mm-hmm. So it just feels nice. I'm not where I want to be in terms yeah. of shame, but I am so much haul. more comfortable than I used to be. And so I'm super grateful for that. Yeah. It's a long road, especially like, I don't, I don't know exactly how old you are, but I, I feel like we're still like in the very early stages of life and coming out of adolescence and like mm-hmm. into adulthood or whatever. I guess we're like kind of adults now, but like into adulthood. And it doesn't feel like it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm 24. No. I know. <laughs> I'm struggling. I feel like a little tiny roly-poly. Yeah. <laughs> Just yeah. <laughs> yeah. roly-poly. I know. (laughs) Same, same. It's like, okay, okay. 50 years ago, if I was my age 50 years ago, I would be married with kids. That would be the standard. Mm -hmm. And now I'm like, I could never see myself with kids right now. I'm still learning to understand myself. So I don't get it. Right. Mm -hmm. It just, we have a long way to go with growing and shit. And I'm, it's, it's a long road and it's okay. Mm -hmm. But even like as you're talking about, being vulnerable on your podcast and I feel like we have similar thoughts when we're talking about when we were doing the unemployment episode which is one of our first episodes Mm -hmm. and you deciding what you wanted to reveal or not reveal about your job and how you felt about it things like that I mean you can relate it and that's isn't we're bringing it back to the fact that just because you're talking about sex doesn't mean that it's any more tab. It doesn't have to be any more taboo than mm-hmm. maybe talking about just revealing anything, any other part of any you. other personal vulnerable thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. hundred percent. It's just all the things that we feel like we can't express. There's shame just like builds and builds and builds on anything. I've been unemployed for a lot of the pandemic, but is that super mm-hmm. 
normal to say to people. No, no one wants to hear or wants to talk about the fact that they've been on unemployment. You know, mm-hmm. the more you build it up, the less you realize how many other people are in the exact same boat with you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. This is making me think I really f- wish that people were more transparent with salary like salary transparency mm-hmm. and like things like that. I mean, we're a little off topic. <laughs> yeah, but, but like yeah. that's okay. I think it's the same thing where you know, there's kind of do we t- do we go there? Do we not well, go there? Do we reveal? Do we not reveal? And I think it's that, like I think the thing is when you reveal the parts that are not so pretty or the parts that are difficult, usually it's helpful for somebody else and make somebody else feel better. But also then you realize that you're not alone either, and so like it feels good for the other person listening or hearing it versus being yourself. Yeah, with the unemployment episode, it was like I don't love talking about the fact that I was laid off from my job and I was really the first one that they let go Mm -hmm. I was like that makes me feel a certain way but Mm -hmm. that's one of our most listened to episodes because I think a lot of people have gone through that in the last year a lot of people have become unemployed Mm -hmm. and have to go on unemployment and there's you know what it's happened to so many people without the pandemic never mind with one so it's it it, it mm-hmm. has nothing exactly. to do with, I mean, this, this is not our unemployment episode, but <laughs> there's so many people out there that I'm sure like, I mean, I have a butt. I wonder what it's like <laughs> to like to have it stimulated. Yeah. You, know? you know what I mean? Yeah. No, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. That's, that's, the, that's the wall that Cass and I have tried to break down. We've tiptoed around. There's examples like yeah. you're saying with money or something where like one of us will buy shit and we're like, yeah, it was expensive. Mm. And we're like, just fucking tell me. Tell me how much you just spent yeah. on that. We or, talk about money now. That's something, that's something I'm really grateful for in our yeah. relationship is we have always been open with how much we pay for things. When I moved up here, I asked Emma, I'm like, what? Like, what do you pay for rent? She gave me a breakdown of every single one of her bills. I gave you my bill. Like, yeah, just my she whole literally bill. just sent me a screenshot of her bill. <laughs> yeah. Which is so love it. helpful. Like, yeah. thank God yeah. that I, I mean, have this honesty with you. Exactly. And I think that's yeah. like, to relate it back to our topic. I mean, people are looking for someone to be so direct with them, especially when it comes to sex or mm-hmm. things with their own body. It's like, stop giving me the fucking runaround. I can cuss on your podcast. Oh, of course, yeah, please, yeah, yes. yeah. <laughs> okay. Go at it. <laughs> It's like, stop giving me that runaround of an answer. We want, I want an answer. I want to know Mm -hmm. if I am normal, if I can feel like safe here or Mm -hmm. if I can talk about this. So like, just tell me your answer. Yeah. And I think that's what we try to embody in all of our sex topics. I completely agree. And I think if we want to zoom it out a little bit and if I get a little like angry and let my anger come out, I think that society really teaches us not to talk about these things because it benefits who is oppressing us. It benefits mm. the oppressor for us not to mm-hmm. talk about the things that make us vulnerable. So if we're not talking about our salaries, then they can pay us different salaries. Yeah, right. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. They can pay us whatever the fuck they want because yeah, we can't yeah. know about it. And if they right. tell us not to talk about sex, then we're going to feel like shit about ourselves and keep trying to find something in this capitalist society that's going to make us feel better. Mm-hmm. And so the more that we don't talk about things, the more that we're just benefiting those who are trying to oppress mm-hmm. us. And so I think, am I saying that we're fighting the oppressor through our podcast? <laughs> no, that's not what I'm trying to say. Are we the head of the next revolution? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I do think it's an important part of just sticking it to the man. Yeah, there you go. That's our, that's our, MO. there we go. 
<laughs> well, first of all, I really appreciate you going there and like saying all of those amazing things with the whole like, salary thing or even anything about sex. It's like, it's my information. This It's my mm-hmm. personal information and you don't get to dictate who I share it to or who I don't share it to. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of just empowering yourself to own your own information. It's your information. It's your life. Exactly. It's your stuff. Yes, I get it. My company does pay me, but it's also- You're choosing to pay me. You're choosing to pay me. Like, I don't <laughs> understand. And you're working for them. Yeah. You are giving them more than they are giving exactly. you. Yeah. So, exactly. Yeah. Whatever you don't own, owns you. That's a big thing. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I think. <laughs> I forget. I think Lacey Phillips said that. Uh, so not love, wrong. It. Search, love it. Love it. Love it. So would you say that the best way to maybe start becoming one of the questions that we have is how do you become sex positive, like a sex positive person? And I've, uh, it, would you say that maybe the first step is to just maybe start talking about it some more or yeah, what would you say the first step is? I would say talking about it might be scary for mm-hmm. the first step. And mm-hmm. I don't disagree with that because I found someone awesome to talk about it with. But if that if talking about it is scary, I would say do a little research online with to find an alignment with someone, some that you someone that you can look up to and be like, you're saying the things that are speaking to me. Mm. So if you don't have the the skills yet to kind of put everything that's so vulnerable inside of you into words, Mm. just like look around a little bit, try to find someone on Instagram that you wouldn't normally like follow, but that is totally in alignment with what you hope to say one day because that could be a little less scary is just to find someone else saying the words and then that just makes you feel a little bit more included um I think that could be a really great first step to being more sex positive yeah or you know I think that's a wonderful first step I love that maybe listening to the honey do me podcast yes (laughs) yeah that is one option a lot of our guests have amazing Instagrams and they also have podcasts. So any one of those, I think that's an amazing way to do it. In one of our episodes, we talked about like sexting and we've talked about dirty talk a little bit. Finding those words can be hard Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. we either get them from porn where they're like really intense, (laughs) Um, but like finding erotica and stuff that it's just like a way of finding those words. So Mm -hmm. I like how you related that to this. Another thing that I would say is just starting with yourself and thinking about what beliefs you have around sex. Mm -hmm. How do I feel about sex? Does it make me feel dirty? Like, why don't Mm -hmm. I like talking about it? Who don't I like talking about it to? Who am I worried is going to hear me talk about this? Is it my Mm -hmm. grandma? Is it my partner? What is really making you feel nervous? Like, why are you feeling negative around sex? Mm -hmm. I think would be a good way to start as well and just explore those beliefs because they're coming from somewhere. It's not your fault if you're sex negative. It is like not your fault right, in yeah, any capacity. Right. We are in a society that wants us to be that way. Mm-hmm. So not blaming yourself for not being where you want to be either. This is your guys' sex psychology class coming out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think, yeah, but I would think the two really good first steps if talking about it seems scary because it was really scary for mm-hmm. me too. It took me till we were 24, 25 to mm-hmm. really talk about it. So things that could be a little bit more behind the veil, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. I think would be a really great first step if you're just uncomfortable, which is so normal. Yeah. yeah. I like that a lot. I Essentially like- we're like getting knowledge, like mm-hmm. finding knowledge and also finding role models, people to look up to people that are like doing it and succeeding in it and mm-hmm. being happy and seeing that representation is really important. And then also like identifying where you are in the spectrum. That's a re- both yeah. really great tips. Like taking where- it internal. Yeah. Like take it mm-hmm. internal. Like hmm, what are, what is everything? <laughs> is there such thing as TMI? <laughs> no. <laughs> for me and for Cass, no. I mean, no. <laughs> I... There's definitely not for us. We will say basically anything 
are there stories we haven't told? Yes, but I think if we were asked directly about them, we would open up yeah. immediately. Damn <laughs> we're just open. But that's kind of like our... That's us. That's us. That's yeah. like our sacred service to the world. That's our journey. And so that's not everybody. I think yeah. mm-hmm. it's whatever makes you comfortable or uncomfortable. I think that... I want a society that makes us comfortable with absolutely everything. Mm-hmm. Of course, I want everybody to be so comfortable with sex that there's no such thing as TMI for anyone. Mm-hmm. Do I think that that's realistic right now? No. Mm. I hope that for people, but yeah, it's just, it's not yeah. always possible. And mm-hmm. again, that's fine. You also have to read the room. You can't just walk in and tell everyone, you know, what you want. You have to also ask for that space to be opened for you. Because not everyone wants to receive everything that we mm-hmm. talk about, which is totally fine. People are allowed to have <laughs> boundaries around, you know, what they find appropriate to, to listen to. And that's totally fine. For me and Cass personally, in our mm-hmm. life, TMI just isn't what we want to do. Mm-hmm. Or, wait, too much information is what we want to do. Yeah. <laughs> is what we want to give. Yeah. But yeah, that can change for everyone. And I think it's just what you're comfortable with sharing and having people know about you and kind of where you're at in your own personal journey, I think. It definitely depends on the person and what you choose for yourself is totally okay. Mm-hmm. And it can be different between different relationships because I think Lynn and I have are similar to you too in the sense that like there is no such thing as TMI. Like right. we'll, we'll, we'll go any which way in the conversation with each other. <laughs> but, <laughs> Absolutely. but I might feel a little differently about learning stuff about my parents. Oh yeah. You yeah. know, no. in, the, in regards to like <laughs> okay sexy time, that. you know. I, <laughs> yes. I yeah. don't want to know that. I mean, I'm like, I, I love that you are happy. A life is a balance and as long as everyone involved is okay, right. then. Okay. Question, question for everybody in the, everybody in the room. If someone that you like just met in a coffee shop and I understand like this is pre-pandemic and like <laughs> meeting someone in a coffee shop now is flat, but <laughs> they come up to you and they're like, Hey, have you ever used this, this vibrator before? Mm-hmm. Random. Random. What, what, how do you feel? I would be really honest I about that. Honored. I <laughs> love my vibrator. I would do an infomercial if they would pay me for it. <laughs> So I, and I've, I've used a vibrator since I was like in high school. And so that to me is so, hello, I own one. It's like, it's very, I would love to tell you more if you want to know more type of a thing for me. Oh yeah. I would love that. I I mean, there's a creepy way to do that. Right. So I guess it depends on how they approach me Um, and I guess maybe who it was. If it's how I'm picturing it in my head. (laughs) Then I would just yeah. be really honored yeah. and I would be so excited to chat about that yeah. in such a like public place. Yes. <laughs> to be totally honest. I love that energy. Yeah. yeah. Someone just walks up with like a trench coat filled of vibrators and just like, which one? Yeah. <laughs> which like, one do you want? And we're like, oh, actually, hang on one second. I won't talk to that person. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, how, how would you feel about it? I would, it would, it would depend on the, on the person and how they approached me, but I, yeah. I, I think I would be uncomfortable, but I would push through it because I don't want to be uncomfortable. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, I'd be like, I want to have this experience with you. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> 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 I'd be like, I don't know. I've never used this brand before, or maybe I have, or, you know, I tried, I tried really hard. <laughs> I tried really hard. <sighs> 
I would say the only thing in a shady experience like that, if they did come up with a trench coat, um, one of our guests, Tristan Termino, said, don't buy anything from a sketchy place. Oh, my God. Exactly. So if it's an external toy, it sounds like that might be okay. But um, an internal toy would be a no. <laughs> don't buy anything. That's a really good, that's a good tip. That's a good tip. That is a good tip. Yeah. What is the, what would you say is the most important thing to like keep in mind when talking about when talking about sex, what's a good tip to always like bring with you when you're having a conversation about sex? For me, it's been working on my limit, my restrictive or limiting, limiting wording. Oh, because I've had conversations with people where like, I I know we're on the same page, but maybe one thing that they said made me feel like, oh, okay, maybe we're not on the same page. You said something that I totally do. And you <laughs> said it with kind of like, they yucked your yum. They yucked my yum. So I would say if if what you're trying to do is be open and receptive and have a very sex positive conversation, I would really practice that conversation maybe and target in those words that you feel like could be received in a way that is shameful, mm -hmm. you know? And so working on your wording because <laughs> yeah, you don't <laughs> want to make someone else feel ashamed of something that you're trying to get them to open up for. Mm -hmm. And you just said something, or you just talked about something in a way that maybe they totally dig what you just said, but that could have been received. Like you hate that mm -hmm. <laughs> about them. And then they don't want to share mm -hmm. with you anymore. I would agree with that a hundred percent. And on kind of maybe the other side of that, as you know, the person who's maybe wanting to share more mm -hmm. when I'm nervous to share something or when I'm about to share something vulnerable, I just remind myself that so many other people have experienced the exact same thing or are into the exact same thing. We are original because we're all beautiful, amazing beings, but we also all have the exact same fucking experiences and we're all the exact fucking thing, <laughs> which is so comforting to me because there are things that I've said to Emma or there are things I've said to my partner or there are things I've said on the podcast where it's like, oh yeah, everybody has that. Everybody's experienced that or that's not even close to like as weird as what I'm about to tell you. And so I think just remembering there are so many people mm -hmm. who have this exact same experience, this exact same feeling like that right. makes me feel so safe to open up mm -hmm. because other people mm. get it. And then I'm maybe putting words to something that somebody else is still too nervous to right. say. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Whenever you bring that up in conversations where you and I are talking about something maybe new for me, you always phrase <laughs> it and I love it. You're like, you're not special. You are special, <laughs> but you're not special. Like you're not yeah. unique. And, and I love that. Just like think about that mm -hmm. when you're talking. Maybe this person thinks you're super special, like in the way of that's new, but like you're not, you're not special because- mm -hmm there's thousands of people out there that have those exact same thoughts it's not <laughs> millions it's not millions so yeah you're not special there we go well <laughs> yeah i'm actually I'm gonna say something but i'm gonna save it for peachy clean <laughs> okay oh, okay love it love we love that we love that <laughs> i also i feel like something that is sort of maybe helpful to me or because i think we're pretty good at talking about anything with anyone honestly the the phrase like come curious you know always that like, comes mm. to mind because I think even even if for mm. example like for using butt stuff as an example I I think growing up mm. we were always seeing women being like you're not putting anything up my butt like get away with oh, your yeah you know yeah don't put mm -hmm. that up my butt mm -hmm. do, do you ever remember like the, the the hand on the stove reference or whatever no <laughs> there is I forget who I was talking to but that we were talking about like anal and she was like I don't put my hand on a hot stove 
and she compared it to like that kind of pain. Oh my god! And I was like, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> when I heard that, I don't think I was even having sex at the time, and I was like, okay, got it, noted. But I feel like I. So I'm like I. And little little me entering into like the sex world at, with that in mind and then but asking questions like there are people who do who do like butt stuff hmm what like why why do you like butt stuff or why mm. don't I like butt stuff and I remember we had a on a pod on, on our sex tech podcast mm-hmm. um Alicia Sinclair. Alisa Sinclair and she was just like usually if you don't, if you like, don't like it, it's because something you're, you're doing something wrong. You're not using the right toy. Something's too big. Something's too small. There's not a, like you're not doing it right if you don't like it. And so maybe a lot of people are missing out on the great opportunity of butt stuff. Maybe you do like it, but you need to like ask questions. I think ask, you know, ask questions. <laughs> come open minded and come curious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and like don't judge other people for liking butt stuff because I mean, butt stuff can be fun. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come come curious is probably like the loophole with having mm-hmm. the phrasing right exactly because as long as you're curious and open, you might fuck up saying something, but you're curious and open and you're just trying to learn more. So, yeah. as long as you're mm-hmm. just trying to do that, I think you're kind of golden. What would you say are some common misconceptions regarding sex positivity? Probably that that means that now you just have a bunch of sex, like animal crazy sex. And now you want to be like, I don't know. Yeah. Just like the most eccentric version. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I want to learn more and more and more about sex. And I'm so sex positive. Have I had sex in the last two months? No, like I haven't. And I try to learn more about myself and I try to explore different types of pleasure, but I learning more and becoming more sex positive doesn't mean that now you're just this open book to every experience. Like that's, Mm -hmm. that's silly. Yeah. I would definitely agree with that. Like Mm -hmm. just because we talk about all of these things doesn't mean that we are actively engaging in them. Yeah. Some of them aren't for us. Some of them we've tried and we've been like, no, or we're like, we'll never fucking (laughs) try that. Or some of them people just literally never do more. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. that's just how it is. Just because we're positive about it and we're open to it doesn't mean like, that's for me. I'm having anal every single night. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not doing any of the things every night. So, right. It's just being open. That's literally it. Yeah. Cause like, I feel like every time we talk about that we have a sex podcast with someone like on the outer ring or whatever, Mm -hmm. they're always like, Oh, that's okay. Cool. And they get all weird and coy about it, but it's like, that doesn't mean I'm like offering sex to you. Like I'm not asking you to go have sex with me now. I'm just open to talking about it. Like Mm -hmm. I'm just open to exploring what this could mean to everyone. I'm more interested in people, honestly, Mm -hmm. like I'm interested in what people like and what brings pleasure in like a wider life of more exciting life to people. Like I'm not <laughs> asking you to sleep with me or like showing me my moves. I don't have yeah. moves. I have no moves. I have yeah. no moves. So. We're definitely the <laughs> furthest thing from experts. Yeah. So exactly. Yeah. I would say that was that would definitely be the most common misconception about being sex positive. <laughs> it's not a solicitation. It's, <laughs> it's not a solicitation. 
<laughs> Since starting your podcast, have you gotten any weird DMs or people? Oh wow, people <laughs> coming in with that misconception. Honestly, not no. really. We got one that freaked me out, but they didn't even say anything super weird. They just mm. started like replying mm. to the story, like "You're so yeah." <laughs> it's like we're blocking you. I don't think so. Not yet. Yeah. Not yet at least. Yeah, we're, we're still new enough. I feel <laughs> maybe maybe even when we're bigger, people yeah. won't give a fuck. I don't know. <laughs> maybe we just have a very strong boundary there, and yeah. people can feel it. Just never cross that. It. Yeah, strong border. <laughs> so no, not yet. <laughs> we're anxiously waiting. <laughs> it would be a compliment. Yeah. <laughs> Once you get all those DMs, that's when you know you've made it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the cre- when the creepy, the creepy, when the creepy DMs, unsolicited. Exactly. So we're waiting. We're ready. Yeah. Waiting. <laughs> it's all coming. <laughs> One other question that we had was: Have you ever had a significant other that has been intimidated? Yeah. By your you guys, views and your confidence. Yeah, or- and you guys like you have so much knowledge, and you're like, maybe I do want to try this. But how do your partners feel about it? <laughs> I have never had a partner be uh, like insecure by my confidence or anything or intimidated by me in any capacity. I would say this is all pretty new yeah. to us. And I've been, I'm engaged. So, and mm-hmm. I've been with that partner for four years. So he's been on this journey. With that man. <laughs> no, I can't, I can't get him to leave. <laughs> I will say that there are things I bring up that he's like, I don't know if that's for me. <laughs> he is willing to really try anything. He won't try a butt plug, which is frustrating. Frustrating to me. <laughs> to me. It's like, a, yeah, it's just been frustrating. Frustrating. Because you're right. What you guys said earlier, you're right. If you don't like it, you're probably just doing it. But like, also, he's the one with. That's like where his G spot is. So exactly that. I feel like he would enjoy. Like he'll enjoy it even more. I agree. Thank you for your support. <laughs> I forget where I um heard this but there was I, I really forget I wish I could remember right now but there it was a woman and she was like I really enjoy having sex with men and like helping them discover their prostate the the fact that they love that they're they're gonna love it like it's like oh I know who you're talking about um she's the comedian oh right? that sounds familiar that sounds familiar I don't know I can't remember oh, this, this was a long time ago she's oh Allie, Allie Wong yes Yes. Is it Ali Wong? Okay. That sounds about right. Yeah, all you had to say was comedian and pregnant. Like that. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, Ali Wong. <laughs> but I feel, yes, that sounds right. And I feel like I resonate with that. <laughs> I, would, I don't know if you want to tell. Uh, you can I'm always gonna, cut like, it out. Away there. <laughs> yeah. Well, I would, with both of my ex-boyfriends, <laughs> I would just like go there and they'd be like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, Lindsay's, Lindsay's in with the thing. Uh, and I was like, just trust me. Just like, it's a judgment free zone. We'll try it once. And if you don't like it, and then, and they both really enjoyed it. See, yes. So that's, that's the confidence I want to work on, which is I, I'm going to stick my finger up your butt. Be ready. <laughs> I want to try that first yeah. with my partner or a partner. But I don't, don't know. Say I don't it know in how. that tone. The <laughs> way you said it. I know, but that just sounds like you had so much confidence. It's like, trust me. And I'm like, yeah. Sorry, did that, that would make the me camera? feel so safe and held. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I want to work on. That will be my next homework. I remember you. I forget how we were having that conversation. I think it was like we were with our gal pals and you guys, were, we were talking about sexy time and you had said, I, we were probably talking about butt stuff and you're like, I love, and I maybe like, have you ever put your finger up someone's butt? And Lindsay was like, oh yeah. <laughs> 
Oh hell yeah! Oh yeah, it's great. It's like it's it's one of my favorite things. I mean, it's not. I wouldn't say like the act is one of my favorite things, Um, but like now, it's been a moment since I've done that. But I think like in the future, I might get a a toy. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because the first time, it's like. the first time first time it's just like okay so okay (laughs) if you are looking to have some fun and like help your male partner discover that section of their sexuality I guess I first put my hands on their butt a lot like on the butt not in between or anything but like just play around with like my hands on their butt because you you know you don't want to like just stick a finger up without like that's like we we need consent yeah (laughs) but it's more like they get the idea of what you're doing and they're they get the idea of what you're doing they're like what are you doing and then we have a bit of a conversation (laughs) okay that's good to know that's see that's an area i'm not experienced and i just wanted to know more (laughs) well thank you for the advice we appreciate that tell your partners i say they're welcome (laughs) (laughs) i will pass that along to get back to your intimidated question I guess so Mm -hmm. I was with my partner for like three years and we actually Mm -hmm. just recently broke up so I didn't I haven't been able to try as much as I've wanted to try with him (laughs) you know but I will say that I've gone into situations being intimidated whether it's because like my partner was older than me or I've known that he had like had a lot of partners before me like that was just a known blanket statement and the sex was awful both times, it was awful. And so I would say that if you're going in intimidated because of your like experience level, I would say like, remember your pleasure Mm -hmm. is so Mm -hmm. important. It's so valuable. It's your pleasure should be your top priority. Yeah. Their pleasure should not be your top priority. That can be their top priority. It can be your second priority. Right. Yours has to be your Right. So don't let your intimidation impact Mm -hmm your main goal which is to have great sex because whether you're rocking like missionary of some sort or you're trying every single Mm -hmm. position you've ever learned whatever you're having there you're letting them like be super intimate with you so that's enough you've given enough now just focus on like your pleasure and really doing everything Mm -hmm. you can to make sure that you're having a good time so like being intimidated I did everything that like Mm. they wanted to do even if it didn't feel good to me because I was like oh well they know what they're doing and if I do something wrong then it won't be good for them Mm. and this is like kind of their (laughs) moment it's like no it's fucking not the sex was awful for me it was terrible and they were bad at what they were doing (laughs) like they weren't even good at it yeah and so it's like prioritize your pleasure and don't let your intimidation feelings be valid they're not it's there's Work, try to work through that, I would mm-hmm. say, because your pleasure, no matter what you're doing, is so important. And I think the idea of focusing on your own pleasure, especially on in a heterosexual sexual relationship, I think a lot of the times that we as women like are focused on the male's pleasure, but it's not always reciprocated. Mm-hmm. So I think it is good to keep yourself a high priority in that and not yeah. be so focused on, on giving it giving it to other people because sometimes it's not their first priority and this is where I think we need to kind of we need to sexualize having conversation 
in a sense of let's talk about what gets you off and what mm-hmm. gets me off and consent and like, those kinds of things are not are not sexualized right now and I feel like you, they're doing that in tv they like, are have you, have you guys seen Bridgerton oh yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. okay <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> the scene where he's just like I want to show you more is it okay that I show you more and he's like asking her Ask, every, every step of the way I'm for just consent. like I mean we could all agree that scene drew you in you know right, right. yeah, yeah. and so i i feel like we're seeing it more on screen where whereas before i think a lot of the times people were like don't ask me like just do it that takes away just take me and i think as we there's a way to do it that is 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 hot you know i also in the show easy on netflix they do they there's there's a lot of sex scenes in there where the guy the guy or the girl or whatever is asking for consent very early on and then they continue on their merry way Mm -hmm. and it's like they don't it's not like a a, a, it's more like it's just like a fluid motion yeah and -hmm. it's all good and I think the more we sexualize those conversations and like the like let's talk about what exactly is fun for you because every body Mm -hmm. is different as well every like your every vagina is different every penis Mm -hmm. just different and people and also preference is different so like Mm -hmm. let's talk about let's make sure we have a great time Mm -hmm. you know (laughs) one of yeah one of my biggest turn turn turn-ons is feeling like emotionally taken care of I want Mm. to feel like you see me you know and so checking in sounds hot to me yeah (laughs) we had this conversation the other day where it's like you can check in and still be sexy but that means that in the middle of this sex that we're having you see me or the sex that we're about to have like you're here to make sure that I'm having a good time there's nothing hotter than taking care of me mm-hmm. in our sex that mm-hmm. that that's such a no-brainer to me. I mean that's how my you know preference works like I get very emotionally turned on first and then I can get sexually turned like physically turned mm-hmm. on but yeah to me I I love those conversations yeah. that that's foreplay for me yeah 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 also in that conversation we were talking a little bit about how like that check-in or consent can sometimes be portrayed as a lack of confidence like Mm -hmm. if I'm like can I do this can I do this to you now like is this okay one you don't have to say it that way like we were just saying just watch Bridgerton and learn how to fucking say it right yeah (laughs) absolutely it's not a lack of confidence being willing to be like how does this it's a feel? respect thing it's like mm-hmm. it's a respect and it can feel so confident and good so I think we need to get that out of our heads that asking denotes a lack of confidence because mm-hmm. it doesn't feedback I feel like being open to feedback in anything is a clear sign that you're confident in what you're doing right yeah and so I think the same applies during sex yeah agreed what do you guys hope to see change in sex culture and in the world of sex positivity in the next 10 years or so everything that we've touched on like acceptance confidence just education educating ourselves more and not you know sex positivity doesn't mean that you're you know a subscription to a human like you're not just having sex with someone Mm -hmm. it's just being open to terms and you know learning more about people so I hope that that's just becomes more normal like exactly what you said sexualizing conversation like all of these things are, just, are engulfed in educating yourself more. And so I just hope that people are more comfortable with learning more that doesn't align necessarily with like their sexual preference, just learning because you learn so like if I've known anything through this podcast, it's the more you learn about your sexuality, the more you just learn about yourself as a person, like what mm-hmm. you want in life. And so if you're neglecting that because you're embarrassed or because it's not taught adequately in school or whatever, it's like you're just you're prolonging that experience of learning yourself more. So I just hope that education on sexuality 
just becomes more of a thing. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I think our sexuality education system blows. Mm-hmm. Like it's terrible. Mm-hmm. And so I think a huge shift away from this idea of sex as shameful and dirty to it's fun and exciting and mm-hmm. also yeah, keep yourself safe because there are things that we need to be considerate right. about, but we also like we should be learning how to have sex because it is a learned skill. Yeah. Like you don't just pop out the womb like <laughs> great at sex. That's mm-hmm. just not how it works. And being okay with that, realizing that like it is something that you have to learn. And there are such fun ways to learn about sex. Obviously, mm-hmm. I'm biased. I think Honey Doomy is a great way to learn about sex. But <laughs> yeah. A lot of and it is. stuff that we've learned from our guests mm-hmm. is that they have porn that's educational. Like mm-hmm. a few of our guests mm-hmm. do. And it's phenomenal. That's amazing. If I could just watch porn and also like learn how to do this thing. And it's like that should be how not how we're doing it in school. That's not what I'm trying to say. <laughs> but like as adults, we still need to continue our learning. I think I believe in age appropriate sex education. Right. But yeah, yeah I just think yeah. there are so many more fun ways to learn about sex. And it just frames it in this positive, fun way because sex is fun and saying that it's not mm-hmm. is a bold faced lie. And if it's not fun, then you're not doing it right. Right. So mm-hmm. exactly. Or if you're not into it, that's okay too. Yeah. If you're asexual, that's fine. That's fine. But <laughs> that's not what But I'm it's like doing to. what makes you happy and also those conversations around sex, I don't know, I just can't say how important it is that I just want that cringy, awkward feeling when someone's just trying to talk to you about sex or, you know, whatever. It's like, I just want that to go away, Mm -hmm. that it just doesn't need to be there. Again, you can have boundaries upon like how much you want to hear maybe. And, you know, maybe you don't say anal, but you say, I tried some some stuff, you know, whatever. Like, (laughs) I tried some stuff. It's like... I want those conversations to be better because those are the tiny moments that if you feel shame or embarrassed, stick with you your entire life and can change the trajectory of what you spend your time doing. And so those little tiny conversations or big conversations, the tone is just so important. And I want all of that to change. It sticks with people for the rest of their lives. Yeah. When I was growing up, like I had a lot of people my friends when I was like six were really shameful about LGBTQ stuff and I'm bi and I wasn't willing to accept that until this past year Mm -hmm. because I had so much shame around it Mm -hmm. it's like if it had just I don't know if you just had that like touch of positivity if I had said something and they hadn't said they wouldn't be my friends anymore maybe I wouldn't Mm -hmm. have learned that that's something I had to keep a secret and so right. I think oh, yeah. that applies to everything with sex. Like if I'm into anal, I should be allowed and like supported in that. I should be able to be like, fuck yeah, anal, it's awesome. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I want that for everybody. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. 100%. With that, <laughs> that's, yeah. that's my answer. <laughs> that's all I want in the next 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We support. We support. Yes. But I think that also I'll, that's everything that you guys just said. Is, they're going to be like you like you said, you're not special in the sense like there's so many people that are going to be able to relate to that. I feel like a lot of people our age. I don't know. I feel like we grew up in a time where it, it was changing this idea of like being able to be as open. There was still bias. If you weren't heterosexual in middle school or in elementary school or in high school, you you were weird. You were weird. Mm-hmm. And like there were a few people that did come out, but I feel like now at our age, there are even more people that they were like, yeah, I was that way in high school. Yeah, that I had those tendencies. Mm-hmm. And I hope the kids and like younger now feel a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. Like it's a little bit easier to be themselves. Like you have, um, oh, what's her name? The semen or what's what? what? 
the young dancer from Dance Moms that just came out as um, oh no no Jojo Siwa oh my god Siwa. <laughs> no. <laughs> I know someone that that's their name. I know that that's another little. Never mind. Oh my gosh, that is someone's real name. (laughs) But she, but the fact, like, they have younger role models like that that are coming out earlier and like owning themselves earlier. So it's really, I'm like hopeful that. Like yeah. what I'm saying is thank you for sharing and I hope people <laughs> will relate and appreciate. Absolutely. <laughs> She's like, oh, NP, no problem. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> so as we kind of wind down on the questions that we've had we had prepared for you guys, is there anything else on the topic of sex positivity that we haven't covered that you want to bring to the forefront? I feel like we did a, such a good job of covering a lot of bases with a few questions. I think you guys your guys' questions were so well put that we were able to expand and mm-hmm. really touch on the really important mm-hmm. topics. Yeah. Right. I think the four of us were able to like yeah. go on this, yeah. go on this journey. Together. We, this is, we should do this Execute more. I think. Yeah. 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 This is really fun. <laughs> oh, good. Well, thank you. <laughs> uh, but no. Okay. So good. <laughs> So with that said, I think it's time for like peachy clean time. I'm fucking stoked about. I know you got me excited. So (laughs) who wants to go first? I I feel like flick the cord at you. You go. I feel like Cass's story might be crazier than mine from her vibe that she's given off. I kind of I'm gonna go first. Yeah, you go first. I don't think it's that much crazier. It's just it kind of relates back. I kind of have two, I guess. Okay. Okay. (laughs) So this past week, my dad was visiting. And my dad, like I've said, has been very, you know, he's a part of the podcast, but removed from the content of it and like doesn't want to know stuff. So (laughs) I got a package (laughs) when I was out with my dad and I I get very, people love packages. I love a package, but I forgot exactly what I ordered. So I was like, okay, do you want to come with me to the package room? Because I have to go pick this up. And like, I'm so excited to see what's inside of it. And he's like, yeah, of course I'll come with you. And then one thing led to another and oh my he God. had to, he like stayed in the apartment instead of coming down with me. <laughs> and I was like, fine, whatever. I'll, I'll come up and I'll show you what I got because I'm so excited that I got a package and I totally forgot what it is. <laughs> and then I go and I get my package and it says it's from like the container store. So I was like, oh, I just moved. So maybe this is like more storage that I have. And then I open it up. And it's my anal beads that I just bought <laughs> online. And they do a really nice job of like uh-huh. putting it. Oh, it's, it's not discreet. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, I just really talked mm-hmm. up this package to my dad that's upstairs and he's awaiting to see what's inside of it. And it's my fucking anal beads. And so like, <laughs> I text Cass. I'm like, what the fuck do I do with this package? I don't know if I should drop it off at your house. Should I just say it was a mistake and that it's not a package? And so... <laughs> I like ran out of time, but I like ran back into my apartment with like the package underneath my arm. He's like, oh, okay, what was it? And I was like, it's just container stuff. Don't worry about it. And I throw it in the back of my closet. And I was so scared that he was going to like open it while he was there and be like, oh, don't you want to like install the cabinet things that you just bought? But he didn't, thankfully. So I just shoved it in the back of my closet behind a bunch of shoes and um, my anal beads are just sitting back there. <laughs> I love it. And it was it was terrifying. <laughs> oh. They're waiting yeah. patiently, like back here whenever you're ready. I I, I feel it. like I would have just been like, it's podcast research, Dad. It's research. Don't <laughs> it's worry podcast. about it. It's po- well, that's yeah. what podcast. That's what I'm gonna have research. to say when the episode, when the it's, episode comes out. <laughs> okay. Well, now I'm like debating. Well, feel free to share both. I'm going to say the one that I came in with, and then I might do 
Okay, I'll share both because the one that I came in with is funny, but the second one is more of just like a PSA. <laughs> okay, so the first one, I will talk about how um, the first time that my fiance and I had sex, we almost broke up Ooh. because it was so bad. Um, <laughs> we were so nervous. Mm-hmm. It had been a long time since I had sex. Not a very long time since he had had sex, mm, for the record. Whatever. <laughs> but he kept blaming the sheets for being slippery because he couldn't keep it in. Oh. Um, he kept <laughs> slipping out, and then he'd be like, the sheets, they're di- different slip. But <laughs> the sheets are so slippery. They were flannel sheets, so I don't know what the fuck he was talking about. He still, to this day, is like, they were silk sheets. And I was like, honey, I don't have silk sheets. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Um, uh, so it was just really bad. And then we tried to have sex again the next night, but we got high first. Mm. Don't, uh, the way we did it, I don't recommend it. We have had an episode on sex and cannabis and there are ways to use it. That's like phenomenal. Uh-huh. In that moment, we basically almost fell asleep having sex that time. <laughs> yeah. And then we didn't talk about sex for a month. So <laughs> I wish I had been more sex positive in that moment because I would have been able to talk about what was going on mm. and be more open and vulnerable. We just straight up didn't talk about it for a month. And I was like, okay, so we're breaking up. So That's this cool. Is us. Um, and here we are four years later. We have sex and we're doing well. And he's able to keep it in. So <laughs> good for good. him. Gold star. Yeah, gold star. A success story. Yeah. He's doing so well. But the other thing that I wanted to say that I feel like I've held a lot of shame around, but then realized it's actually way more common than I thought. So when I was in second grade, I started making out with my best friend Mm. and we (laughs) thought we were having sex. So it was another girl. Yeah. She told me we were having sex. And so I was like, terrified I'm like I'm not a virgin anymore I'm oh my god when are so you seven scary. years old I'm like I'm not a virgin and then I saw do you guys remember I think it was like the Nick at Night CNN specials or something like that where or ABC I don't I don't know it was like these specials for kids but it was like news mm. well I stayed up all night once and I found an AIDS one and I was convinced, oh. convinced I had AIDS for a few months, oh, wow. which was really scary, which is another reason for like really good sex education yes. because mm-hmm. I didn't have AIDS. <laughs> I had not touched my vagina or anything. Um, we had just made out. Um, that's like so typical cat. It's you get that's that's me so, in a nutshell. It's like... <laughs> always the worst yeah. so I love that you already thought you had AIDS so that was second grade for me um oh and I kept that a secret for a really really long time it like came out in fourth grade that like we had had sex and oh that's my when God. my friends actually like said they didn't want to be friends with me anymore and so that was where a lot of that like oh, wow. internal shame yeah. um that mm-hmm, like homophobia yeah. came from but then I was on TikTok a mm-hmm. month ago and this one popped up and it was like did everybody else hook up with their best friend in second grade and think that it was sex? Oh. And I was like, this is oh my really hard for you. <laughs> this is, this is and very then it was just everybody in the comments talking about uh, all of this shame that they felt around like hooking up with their best girlfriend when they were, you know, really young and mm-hmm. thinking all of these horrible things about themselves, feeling like it had to be this secret and then feeling so safe in this comment thread of being like, oh my God, it's all of us. Like there are, there were like 600,000 people who had liked it, which just shows me that was when it really clicked for me. I'm like, 
everybody's experiencing the same fucking things. Not necessarily everybody, but there are hundreds of thousands of people that felt that same shame as me that I held on to for years that I thought would yeah. ruin my life. Like I never thought I would be able to tell like my partner about it. I told my first boyfriend about it and he was like, and like, is there something else? Yeah. Cause I really built it up, but it was just right. like, if I had let that go, that was nights mm-hmm. and like, nights of just pure just like shame and sadness I can't even remember uh, like fathom the thought of being a second grader and being like oh my god I carrying that kind of weight around Mm -hmm. and I mean it's not it's not crazy because if you think as like a child as a young little bean to think about what sex actually is is kind of like what (laughs) what exactly I remember when we going to our sex our par- ed classes. Our parents took us, sent we us went to a, a class. A, like a night school for a sex ed. <laughs> they were <laughs> like, <laughs> something through the school. And I remember, well, first off, I remember I was waiting for this moment while we were taking this class. I was like, so we had just learned to make a baby, you need mm-hmm. sperm, needs to meet with the egg. And we were driving home from class, from class that night. And mom was like, do you have any questions? Like, let me know if you have any questions, we can talk about it. I was like, cool. So I want to quick, like, how does the sperm get to the egg? Yeah. And my mom was like, uh, um, so how about, um, well, (laughs) why don't we see how they cover it in the class first? And then if you have further questions, we can talk about it. (laughs) And I was like, okay. And then when they told that, you know, the penis goes into the vagina and that's how the sp- sperm gets to the egg. All of us, I mean, all of us, I think we were in fifth grade. When there, we were and every, like class. there was a bunch of kids from our from class. From our class. Yeah. We were all, mm-hmm. Everyone was like, <gasps> we're just like, no fucking way. No way. Are you serious? <laughs> that's what happens? I remember. And I remember looking, <laughs> looking at my mom, like not, and she was like, mm-hmm. Yep, that's what happens. And so I, so as a kid in elementary school, you would never think like, oh, that's what people do. That's what people like, right, you know. Not. So it's Some not alien shit when you think about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. This makes me think of like a shame thing because I we even we learned about it. It was very factual. It's like this mm-hmm. is how it happens, and like it was there was really no shame attached to it. But even after I learned about, it, I was like, don't worry, mom and dad, I'll never do that. <laughs> <laughs> I will never, never. do that. Disrespect me. They were like, well, well, I mean. Okay. No, no, no. <laughs> we, they're like, calm down, Lindsay. It's fine. Relax. Oh, that's so, so funny. Oh, hilarious. Now you're all peachy clean. Thank you so much for sharing. Yeah. <laughs> and thank you so much for carving out some time on your Sunday to yeah, chat yeah, with yeah. us. Yeah, yeah. I, this has been such a lovely conversation. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, we've touched about, upon sex positivity in like a very general umbrella way. But if you, you know, if you're looking to get more specific or want to know more, like honey, do me podcast is the place to do mm-hmm. it. And mm-hmm. you know, you guys really go into detail and have so many different, different topics and, and you, different guests that yeah. are interesting. And mm-hmm. like, it's a really great jumping off point. You have, you guys have already, you've done so many episodes already and will continue to do even more. And it's like, if you have a question, chances are they've had an expert there and like they're bouncing questions off of and it's just a really great place to get resources and like more information in general so thank you so much oh this was so much fun yeah do you want to roll through where people can find where people can find you guys yeah i would say instagram is the best place to stay connected with us we're at honey do me podcast we release episodes every wednesday we have a website it's honeydoepodcast.com 
I mean, you're welcome to go there if you would like to. Mm -hmm. um, if you want to know a little bit more about us, we're <laughs> on TikTok, honeydoomeat.podcast. Are we anywhere else? <laughs> a Twitter that has not yet been yeah. established. <laughs> and we're on the other social medias, but we don't use them. Yeah. And we're just there. Yeah. Um, but Instagram <laughs> is definitely the best place to stay connected with gotcha. us. And you can find our podcast on basically all podcast yeah. platforms. We're working on YouTube. Don't go there right now. Yeah, don't. So that'll be anyway soon yeah. <laughs> <laughs> love it love it okay peaches thank you so much for tuning in for another episode of let's talk peaches the podcast thank you so much to Cass and Emma for joining us this week such a lovely conversation make sure you go give them some love and while you're at it please give us some love at let's talk underscore peaches on Instagram subscribe to us on all the podcasting platforms subscribe to honey Doomy on all the podcasting platforms you can go to our website www.letstalkpeaches.com but we'll see you guys next monday bye peaches bye peaches bye peaches, bye peaches. Bye peaches. <laughs>